everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to another episode. These are short little bits and happenings and what's going on in the Parks household of raising our own little rare dude. It's a way for you to get to know me a little better. There is a new movie from Disney called Soul that is out, and there has been a buzz in the rare disease community surrounding its release because there's a part in it that talks about rare disease in some way. And anytime that disability or rare disease is brought up, we're always really excited that it's being portrayed in a different light or that it's even being talked about at all in any kind of mainstream media. So I was really excited to finally get the chance to watch it. It was one of those nights that was just perfect. You know, the kids went to bed on time and my husband and I, we live for those, (laughs) for the, for that time of day when we get the kids to bed and we get to just relax and be together and wind down however that looks for the day. And we were going to watch Soul that night. And, you know, we turned it on and we were cozying up on our couch under a fuzzy blanket in our pajamas. And it starts out with this guy who had finally just gotten the chance of a lifetime. He had gotten an opportunity that he had worked for and wished for his entire life. And it was finally going to happen. And he was just overjoyed. And after he left that building, knowing that he was going to be able to, you know, live out his destiny soon, he was just skipping through town and he didn't have a care in the world. And he passes through this busy construction area and a huge load of bricks falls immediately after he passes. And he walks past nails that were strewn along the sidewalk and banana peels and, you know, just lightly flits around and misses every single one. And he crosses the intersection with like buses and taxis and cars and everyone coming towards him and just safely goes through it. And then he's spun around by this motorcycle that just almost hit him. And he it like shook him. He he realized, oh, my gosh, I'm not even paying attention. I almost got hit by that motorcycle and goes to walk on and bam, he falls into a manhole. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is how it's starting. He falls into this manhole. He's immediately on this conveyor belt, you know, taking him to the next place towards the light. And 15 seconds later, he's still on this conveyor belt, maybe 30 seconds. And we hear a thump, a loud crash. Casey and I both feel utterly horrified. We feel like giant failures. We both feel this level of guilt that was unlike any other type that I think either of us had really ever felt. We were panicked. We knew exactly, exactly what had happened. Ford is four and a half now. And since he was three months old, I have been taking him to thousands of hours of therapy every week since the beginning. I've driven to different states and saved up money and time to get him the best therapy possible so he could reach all of his potential 
so he could move his body in in ways that he hadn't before so he could get stronger in minute seeming activities like standing longer without feeling pain uh you know i've just i've done everything in my power to make sure that he has every opportunity to exceed every expectation that has ever been placed on him by any medical professional or any disease data that goes along with all of his symptoms. We've done what we've always been told, right? Don't underestimate him. They're going to surprise you. Always believe that they're going to accomplish things. You know, don't put don't put a seal a ceiling on their abilities and gosh, we have proudly done that. You know, we've we've done everything to make it better. I think for parents like us too, we're all so used to hearing from other people, our friends, our family, how amazing we are. You know, how we're such good parents, how strong we are, how we're the best parents. <laughs> oh my gosh, but when that guy fell into the manhole and died, I swear a little piece of us was just right there with him. Ford has been sleeping in the crib that he's had since he was born. The mattress is at the first level where an infant sleeps. And up until a few weeks prior to this incident, we felt no need to move the mattress. Ford can't sit up. Ford can't climb. Ford doesn't have the motor skills to do what is necessary to pole vault himself up out of a crib. He was safe. But a few weeks before this, we had noticed that Ford was getting very determined. And he was actually reaching up towards the top of the crib and he was hanging on and, you know, trying to do a pull up of some sort. <laughs> you know, we knew he was restless and he was generally just maneuvering around in ways in the crib that he really hadn't before. We had mentioned a couple times between the two of us, yeah, yeah, we should probably lower the crib at some point. But, you know, I wasn't ever reminding Casey to go and lower the crib for us either. And selfishly, I knew that when we did have to lower that crib, that I was going to have to reach even further to pick him up, his long, heavy, wacky toned body out of that crib every morning. And just thinking about it, <laughs> made me notice the ache in my back that was already there. So there we were, doing what we were always reminded of not doing. We had underestimated our child and his abilities and what obstacles he might overcome or conquer. We did that. We both did that. I don't think that we realized it or named that we had put this limitation on him or us. I mean, we're the two people that believe in him more than anyone. The people who have been proven time and time again by him that limits and expectations are for the birds. Ford had indeed gotten himself strong enough and had figured out what he needed to do to maneuver his body to reach that place and climb out. He fell out. Our sweet little disabled dude fell out of the crib. 
we assumed the worst. We didn't know what it was going to look like when we ran into that room. We assumed it was headfirst, obviously. There's a large fan that's next to his crib that's always plugged in, and I immediately noticed that it was unplugged and felt like, oh my gosh, okay, maybe that perhaps broke his fall in some way. <laughs> that's what I told myself. He has a bruise on his cheek still several weeks after this fall. You know, he doesn't have the reflexes that a typical kid has, you know, those instincts to protect his body and land more like a cat than a dead fish. That moment when he fell, Casey and I jumped, <laughs> ran, knowing we had failed him, knowing we had dropped the ball as parents. Thank goodness he was okay. He was fine. He was really scared and really upset. I held him and Casey turned on the lights and had that crib mattress adjusted in less than 10 minutes. A task that apparently was so simple that neither of us felt compelled to do. It wasn't a great moment. It was an epic fail. It kind of felt like we fell in the manhole too, you know? We know that we're not bad parents. We know we believe in our child. But man, oh man, was that the kind of moment that just like opens up a giant sinkhole and reminds you that maybe you veered off course. You better back up and go the other way. Because we had veered off. So it was a really great reminder that we cannot put limits on Ford. We cannot underestimate him and his determination and will. And we are not failing him.